Hello all, please come in. We're so glad you've joined us for another edition of the Book Nerd Diaries. Life can be rough sometimes, so please pull up a chair here in the library and relax for a while as we dive deep into the latest books we've crossed off our endless to-read list. Throughout history, humans have had an endless fascination with gold. In its rawest form, Gold is little more than shiny dust and rock, but entire empires have been built on this seemingly innocuous resource. I don't think anyone will ever entirely understand why gold holds such importance to us for so many reasons, but I don't think that its ubiquity will be going away anytime soon. People wear gold to show their status and wealth to others, marking their seemingly elevated station in society. Many ancient civilizations throughout the world have made their most sacred religious artifacts out of gold to mark their importance and give them spiritual power. Fortune seekers throughout history have been willing to pack up everything they own and risk their very lives in hopes of finding gold for themselves. Even today, people push themselves to the very limit of their abilities in all sorts of competitions in the name of winning a gold medal or trophy. Gold rings are exchanged during a wedding ceremony to indicate the bride and groom's dedication to each other. Some people even put their money into buying gold, in case some grand worldwide apocalyptic event renders banks obsolete. In our wonderful book for today, Witches Steeped in Gold by Shannon Smart, the value of gold is much more than in its beauty or its financial use. For those who practice magic in this world, gold is also a conduit through which their abilities are strengthened and channeled. With gold comes power, and whoever holds the most power holds the fate of the entire world in their hands. When our book opens, we meet the first of our two protagonists, Jasmine Carriott, as she's quietly slipping out of her palace home in the dead of night. She makes her way to the secret hideout of a resistance group known as the Nameless, who are currently holding a meeting. The Nameless headed by a leader known as the Lightkeeper, have long been building an intricate web of resources and allies, with one single goal in mind. Overthrowing the kingdom of Aika's corrupt government, by assassinating the Doyen, who currently sits on the throne, and placing Jasmine there in her place. The Doyen has taken control of the kingdom for herself years ago, by ordering the murder of the entire previous royal family, the Adairs, in a violent coup. Since then, she's run Aika with an iron fist, and either killed or kept in bondage many of her own people, whom she thinks might be a threat to her reign. Not the least example of the Doyen's cruelty is a Hunger Games-style event known as The Yielding, where a group of teenagers are forced to fight to the death, with the winner being offered as a sacrifice to uphold the magical protections that keep Aika safe. Jasmine has allied herself with the Nameless, because she shares their wish to put an end to the Doyen's tyranny. Unlike the Nameless, however, she does not wish for the Doyen's death if it can be prevented, for one big reason. The Doyen happens to be her mother. Along with this, she does not feel as if she is ready to rule by herself, even if the Nameless believe otherwise. Next, we go to our second protagonist, Ira, who is an inmate in one of Aika's maximum security prisons. She is escorted from her cell to the cafeteria by the guards, 
where she eats breakfast with her closest friend, Kalisha. As they share their meal, Kalisha covertly reminds her of their plans to stage a mass breakout that day. After mealtime is finished, the prisoners are all led to an assembly, where their fates are explained to them. They will all soon come into full possession of their inherent magical abilities during an event known as the Festival of Ascension, and once each person's powers are revealed, they will be assigned an appropriate career. As this address is being given, Kalisha slips Ira a weapon that had been fashioned from a bone to signify that the breakout is about to begin. Ira wishes to stand with her friend, but is not sure if she will be able to go through with it. We then cut back to Jasmine on the day of the aforementioned Festival of Ascension. Her mother, the Doyenne, asks her to be her eyes as she plans to address her people. The lightkeeper then sits next to her on her other side and tells her to be calm, which tells her that the Nameless are about to make their move if the Doyenne continues the yielding. Jasmine notices an assassin silently making their way through the crowd and is about to intervene when the Doyen makes the shocking announcement that the yielding has been cancelled. As the prison breakout starts, Iris sees the prisoners rise en masse against the guards, makeshift bone shanks at the ready. It looks like they are about to win, until one of the rebels is tragically cut down, causing Ira to lose heart. Instead of continuing the fight, she sneaks back into the prison, where she is promptly caught. As much as she hates betraying Kalisha, she must not lose sight of her goal. She wishes to get assigned as a guard to the Doyen, so that she can get close enough to kill her and avenge the deaths of her family at her hands. As Ira is taken with her fellow inmates to receive her powers and her assignment, Jasmine is sent by the Doyen to watch over the proceedings in her stead. As she goes to meet with the inmates, it seems like both the Doyen and the guards are particularly nervous about something. She soon finds out why when she meets an inmate named Ira and discovers that there is far more to this girl than first appears. As time goes on, Ira and Jasmine realize that their mutual interests in removing the Doyen from power happen to be very much aligned. The two soon forge a tentative partnership in order to better increase their chances of meeting their goal. Just because they choose to work together, however, definitely doesn't mean that they're friends. In the politically fraught world our two heroines find themselves in, everyone has their own agenda, and no one is to be trusted. Oh, I'm sorry. We've got to go grab some coffee quick, dear listeners. But don't worry. We'll be back soon with more show after this very quick break. Are you an author, fellow podcaster, or small business owner looking to spread the word about your product or service? Then let us help you. We offer a number of affordable monthly advertising packages in various price ranges. So if you'd like to hear your ad here in future episodes, please head on over to our page at ko-fi.com bndpod and click on the shop tab to see what works best for you. Again, that's ko-fi dot com slash bndpod then click on the shop tab we can't wait to work with you for me the book which is steeped in gold is an incredible work of epic fiction 
with how wonderfully it balances the large scope of the world it inhabits with the more personal, intimate struggles of the characters who live within it. Throughout the book, you can feel the mounting political tensions within the world of Aika as different factions work to either take or maintain their power. Every person, no matter what their social status, becomes little more than a pawn in a grand game of chess where no one wins. Secrets become currency through which the players make their moves, hoping to undermine their opponents and defeat the queen. Some might band together in hopes to better their chances, but with a careful eye on each other the whole time. Within this grand game, you never lose sight of the people playing within it. Our first main character, Jasmine, is one who is born in the highest echelon of her society, yet is still actively working against her own mother to redo the entire system that her life is based on. Though she could easily just stay safe in her palace and wait patiently for things to change, she knows she must stand up for what is right, in honor of the beloved sister she'd lost. Ira, on the other hand, is one who we meet in a prison cell, having had everything she cared about cruelly taken away from her. She feels that she has nothing left, so what has she to lose? All that pain she's been forced to endure, she channels into her goal of making the doyen pay, and ensuring that no more of her people should have to suffer the way she has. Though Jasmine and Ira are ideologically opposed, and have a very open distrust of each other, I can't help but appreciate the subtle ways that it's shown that they're rather alike. In the end, both of these ambitious young women are fueled in their actions by a deep well of grief, and a desire to do right by those that they care about. In a less high-stakes situation, I can't help but wonder if they might be friends or at least more neutral allies. I love a book with intricately written, complicated characters more than anything, and I'm very happy that Shannon Smart has given us such a brilliant story populated by so many fascinating, multifaceted women. What results is a truly magical, well-crafted story that explores the nature of grief and how far people are willing to go in the name of what they believe is right. Here. There is no real winner or loser, but just people trying to live with the injustices they've been dealt. I would highly recommend this book to anyone who loves a good dose of high fantasy political intrigue. If you're a fan of series like The Lord of the Rings or The Wheel of Time, then Witches Steeped in Gold delivers all of the brilliant world building you could ever want. As this book is so beautifully rooted in the rich traditions of Jamaican culture, I would also highly recommend it to anyone who has enjoyed books such as the beloved Children of Blood and Bone Saga by Tomi Oriyami, or our previous podcast subject, Beasts Made of Night by Tochi Onyebuchi. Please note that, as always, some content in this book might not be for everyone, so be sure to check out the content warnings in our show notes before giving this book a read for yourself. With that, everyone, we have finally reached the end of today's discussion. I truly do hope you've enjoyed this latest dive into the world of literature as much as we have. The library is almost ready to close, so as we check out the last books for the day, we would just like to extend some very special thank yous. Firstly, thank you so much to Julie and Katie, aka one of the very best sisters I could ever ask for, for being our incredible Ride or Die subscribers 
over at patreon.com slash bndpod. Your kind monthly contributions are really what help keep the lights on here at the library. And for that, we can't truly thank you enough. If you too would like to get perks like early ad-free episodes, two exclusive episodes a month, notes, scripts, our monthly newsletter, as well as access to our new private Discord server, we hope you'll join them. You won't regret it, I promise. Our deepest gratitude also goes out as well to anyone who has taken the time to share our episodes on social media, left us a review via Apple Podcasts or their app of choice, or told the people in their lives about us. These are the very best free ways to help bring more people to the library, and independent operations like ours depend on word of mouth to grow, so every bit truly helps. Next week, Friday, March 25th, we'll be dropping a special bonus episode, just for our dear $5 and up supporters on Patreon. And we'll see you right back here in two weeks for another edition of the Book Nerd Diaries. See you then! The Book Nerd Diaries is written, edited, researched, and hosted by me, Amber Wilchin. Thank you so much to the wonderful Astrofret from Pixabay for the use of our theme song, The Grand Entrance. All other music and sound effects you hear during this episode are also provided by the good people of Pixabay, so please check out the show notes for full credits. If you'd like to connect with us online, please follow us on Instagram or Twitter at BNDPod, on Facebook at Book Nerd Diaries, or via our website at bndpod.wordpress.com. If you have any comments, questions, or ideas for future episodes to send my way, please feel free to drop an email anytime at bndpod at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Until next time, everyone, please be good to yourselves, because the world needs you. And don't forget to support your local library. <laughs>